Let's get dangerous. Hey, hey, hey. Episode 8, baby. Back in your life. Let's get dangerous. 8 episodes down. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. Can you believe I'm still chatting away? Still rambling on. Now I'm enjoying it, I have to say, this podcast. Um, I don't know whether to keep going weekly or... Like, I will keep going weekly for the moment. But will I cut it off for a period and I just do season one, 12 episodes? Or, um, and then come back for a season two, maybe have a month break or two months break and then come back for a season two or just keep going weekly? Um, What's your thoughts? Um, I'm still not undecided. Um, Is it... Is it is it good coming out weekly? Is it are people picking it up weekly? Are they are they way hours behind or have they still on episode two and they haven't got time to be listening to all the other episodes? I'm not saying you have to listen to every episode. Well, a lot of people are and I do appreciate it. Um and obviously the aim is people listening to every episode. But there is episodes that you could skip and episodes that may interest you more. I think this episode ahead of us will inter- interest a lot of people. And I think if you haven't heard Let's Get Dangerous before, you'll be new to the show and you'll enjoy it. And if you have heard it, um, this is going to be a bit more a bit more serious. Not serious in the sense of lighthearted, but like some interesting stuff we're talking about today. Because I'm talking to Grania Dooley, who's a new, works in the VFX department. So visual effects for films and TV shows. Um, she's had a long career in film and TV, close to 18 years. Um, I've met her on the set of Vikings. and We've worked on a few other sets before, Penny Dreadful and so what have you. But um, Vikings was our main kind of bread and butter that we spent most of our time together. And she was always a great person to talk to on set. One of those you just chat away for hours and she had always these interesting uh, ideas and thoughts of life. She's she loves nature and nutrition. Uh, she is a nutritionist, and so she has really good insights to what we should eat and what the type of foods we should be eating and putting into our body. So we're having going to have a conversation with her fairly shortly coming up. So I won't tell you too much, um, or what we talk about. It's in the description there, but I want you to enjoy it and listen in. Um, and then also because of Grania being a nutritionist and all, I did a little slightly food themed fact or fiction this week um or what's kind of been known now lately it's going to be is it made up or did i look it up um but no it's fact or fiction and it's going to be kind of food themed so food related fact or fiction and then we'll have before we finish today's episode we're going to have dan's top 10 we're friends as you know i usually do dan's top 10 in 10 what I do my top 10 in any order within 10 minutes, hence top 10 and 10. So this one may not be in 10 minutes because it's Dan's top 10 with friends. So um, I'm going to have Stephen McCredden on and we're going to talk about films that made us cry. Oh, so films that upset us. And we're going to go back and forth, one from my list, one from his list, and we'll see if we can get 10. Like some will may match. I'll, I'll describe it on the podcast with him. So 
we'll all be learning what stands top 10 with friends how what it is like going forward together we're all going to learn the new segment together on this episode so um before we get to Grania, is there any more news we need to talk about well there is the COVID 19 app now that's out in ireland and i suggest everybody just download it i know people are worried about all the government or monitoring everything listen you're monitored already so just keep <laughs> like everybody talks on in their phone and they always are has a conversation with a phone nearby or their computer nearby and then an hour later you get an ad on the computer or you get an ad on your phone or you're scrolling through facebook of something that you talked about uh, it happened many times with me i was talking about caravans to somebody and that's a very random thing you don't talk about caravans quite regularly unless um you work in that industry or you're going down to wexford every time um but it was always really random i don't really talk about caravans or mobile homes and then all these caravan sites and mobile home sites popped up like i don't search for that stuff and they just popped up automatically and then one thing what really scared me was like it was a, a friend of mine had um, a bottle a chili bottle that's what they're called it's like it's a high-end flask really and it keeps your water or any drink or any beverage either hot or cold depending on what it is um so it's it will keep it really really hot or really really cold so i think that's why it's called chili because chilies are hot you know but also chili because chili is like another word for cold or chili i'm actually doing that gesture of like you know like when you're chilly and you're cold you're pretending to be cold and you have your arms wrapped around yourself and you're kind of shaking up and down i'm actually doing that right now as i talk so chili you know what i mean <laughs> so i was talking to her and she had that one of those flasks and said oh that's a great flask what's that flask and she told me a bit about it and then i said oh i'll have to get one of them and then before i even looked it up it popped up on my instagram feed like a chili bottled order now like like so obviously they're listening to you so if you're worried about stuff like that just don't be worried just download the app it helps everybody if we get more and more people that download the app and sign up to the contract tracing it will help and if a second wave comes in we can control it a bit better and i don't want ireland to be like mastering this COVID 19 i want us to other countries to be looking at it's gone fair play to them so i think everybody should just download it what happens is you turn on your feature for contact tracing and if I'm, and it's like a Bluetooth thing, so if I'm with you in another room, if I meet a friend of mine, and we'll, actually this week, uh, the Morris Brothers, we watched the football, the Brighton game, um, we literally were together in the house watching the game, and then, like if two weeks down the line, if Christopher or Mo, they contact it, they get the COVID. Um, or maybe not two weeks, but whatever it is, if they put into their app that they got the symptoms and blah, 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 then anybody that went near him, because my phone was in my pocket, was close to Christopher's phone, so that kind of like, they kind of mesh, meshed together, and he said, I've been close to you, mate, I've been close to you, this is the fo- these are the phones talking now, <laughs> I'm not describing it great, obviously, but then I'll get a little pin saying, um, you, were con- you were close to this person, um so you're gonna have to isolate or get yourself checked out and all that type of thing um i think that's it <laughs> i think that's that's what the app does but i suggest just downloading the app looking into it yourself 
Um, as I said, I shall, I, I'm not describing it probably as the HSE are releasing some documents on exactly what the app does, and it says a good bit in the app, but in it, but um, I hadn't got time to be honest to read everything about the app, but you do have everybody has time to download it and put in your information. It literally takes two minutes less even. Well, yeah, so two minutes around, uh, and that's. That's it for important news, I suppose. Or anything other we oh, Fight Island's coming up. It's gonna be Saturday night. I'm gonna try set the alarm because it's obviously late. But George Masvidal is in the fight. Usman now, so Kamara Usman is fighting George Masvidal. Uh, Gilbert Bourne's dropped out. He actually contacted or oh, con con contacted con contracted. Uh, COVID-19 so he could not fight obviously so George Masvidal passed all the tests he hasn't got COVID he's going to fly over to Yaz Island in Abu Dhabi and he's going to be part of Fight Island so Max Holloway is fighting on the card Um, Paige Van Sant who else is fighting on the card I haven't got the card in front of me but there's three title fights Um, Jose Aldo yeah Jose Aldo he's fighting as well He's fighting Pierre Yan. Pierre Yan is like this Russian. I think he's U- Russian or Ukraine. I can't th- remember. But anyway, he's a fighter. He's a crazy. Fo- well, not crazy. He's actually looks. He's very solid when he fights. And I know that sounds weird, but he, like when you punch him, he looks like solid. And he doesn't move fast, but when he hits you, oh, it looks painful. Um. So he's fighting Jose Aldo, who's dropping down to one hundred twenty-five pounds. So like Jose used to fight at one hundred forty-five and. Everybody actually suggested he should fight at 155 because he was a bit... And now he's gone to 135. Oh, so that's a bit of Fight Island. I know I keep promising well, I'm going to have a fight episode. And I will have a fight episode. But probably would have been great to have it before because of Fight Island. But it's just getting people who um, people who are in the fight world. Quite a lot of them are quite busy going back training and all that type of thing. So I will eventually have one. So that's all the kind of major news I have offhand so i won't keep you much longer because i don't want the episodes uh, people are still telling me about the episodes being too long uh or some of them say i don't know they're not that long but i'm just trying to put the content in like so i could cut it down but like i want to keep it there so i will eventually but like when i had a conversation with grania it goes over an hour but my conversation with grania was interesting i didn't even get to ask all the stuff i really what probably should have asked and it wasn't boring me and it wasn't so you know Joe Rogan's just podcast for fucking five hours sometimes people still listen to them for five hours I'm not suggesting you have to listen to me for five hours straight come in and out to me you know listen to me for ten minutes maybe when you're going for a quick drive or or listen to me when you're going for a jog like I said before but um, I, I'm happy with my I'm happy with my episodes so far. They're all a variety of episodes. Like last week was a bit of a different vibe. It was me mates. We were just chatting away. It was kind of like. It was fun for me. And it might not be fun for everybody listening. Because obviously. We were just chatting away. How we normally chat together as mates. So they're like. We had some inside jokes. Or some stories that. And we referenced people that maybe you wouldn't know. But. That happens in podcasts. So. I didn't think there was a really big problem with it. But. We had a bit of fun. We did course a bit, so we all had to work on that. We can't course that much. <laughs> um, 
So that's it. But uh, so I won't keep you much longer before we get into the great, the juicy, the meat and bones of this episode, the juicy content, which is Grania Dooley. So she's coming up right now after a short little um jingle but i'll tell you a little bit about growing oh well i kind of said at the start we, we met on vikings she's a great person to talk to i enjoy her company and um, she she has some great insights here about nutrition so i suggest you all listen in now i will give you a fair warning that again my feckin signal is bad i don't know what it is i have to fix it out growing sounds perfect so and so that's great because she's obviously doing the majority of the talking we're having a conversation but she's kind of doing the majority of the talking which i which is what i want obviously and she sounds perfect but sometimes the signal goes on me a little bit and i sound a bit low and then towards the end of our conversation we get the james lipton questionnaire again so that's back this week look forward to that some great answers from Grania, but it sounds like i'm talking over her which i'm not so don't worry about that um we we had the conversation perfectly fine uh, but it, it just the way it's saved it's saved like and you can't edit it out because i'm if i edit me talking then i'm gonna edit Gronya. so that's what happens all right so without further ado here's Gronya Dooley. hello dad <laughs> good to hear from you how are you I'm brilliant. I'm brilliant. Thanks a million for having me on. Um, it's a bit of an honour, I have to say. It's been a while since we chat. Oh, well, I hope I didn't. Yeah, I hope I didn't like. Uh, last week I said you were coming on, so I hope I didn't like force your hand. Yeah, you and did. Had to make you, come <laughs> you did, but we're here now. Exactly. Yeah, much appreciated. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought it'd be good to have you on, but well, a few reasons because I enjoy talking to you. Oh. One and two, you have an interesting job, and three due to everything that's happening now with COVID and stuff, I think you might be able to give some of the listeners some good insights about nutrition values, because I know you're quite up there with the old nutrition. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I'm not practicing anymore. I sort of, uh, I needed to make a decision a little while ago, but uh, for sure, it's still very much on my radar. Uh, so yeah. yeah. 100%. We'll get to that now eventually, but I just want to start off with the start. Well, not at the start, not really warm, but obviously... We'll, we'll get it out of the way. VFX, SFX, what's the difference? Oh, God. <laughs> there is a huge difference. I can't believe you asked that question. Okay, VFX. Well, firstly, SFX is anything. Special effects is something you can do for real to a or light, or what's usually really heavy. Um, lightning flashes, the sparks will come in and they'll have uh visual light lightning flashes um blood will be splattered and then visual effects really is something that you can't do for real will we'll make it even more bloodier and more rainy or fill in the, the blank spots or we'll change the sky or we'll chop someone's head off and make it look real with with all the other departments involved as well but yeah for legal reasons most actors don't want to have their heads chopped off and their arms cut off and, and absolutely. you know yeah, absolutely of course, I knew that, but I just wanted to yeah. let it's a Good question. Good on you. You'd be surprised. There's so many people, even commenters on the radio, I hear them going, oh, the SFX were fantastic. And it's like, well, maybe they were fantastic, but I'm pretty sure you mean VFX. But uh, yeah, yeah, good question. Yeah, exactly. I just thought I'd get off the bat with that. So when, when, what made you, what, what, what got you into it? Oh, God. Well, I mean, I, I studied, uh, I, I suppose I grew up in a theatrical family. We were always doing pantomimes and plays and theatre and all that. And my dad owned the cinema. 
And um, but I had studied music for a good 10 years and um, kind of my parents were delighted then when I said, oh, I don't want to do that anymore. And, and I thought I was going to be a professional flautist. And um, yeah, then went to college and to art college, did media production, did a diploma in animation and then a degree in production design. And uh, then sort of didn't know what to do with myself, booked a one way ticket to New Zealand and said I wasn't coming back until I get into the camera department. So that took about three years between there and Australia. And um, I just literally, through sheer grit, got myself onto some big L jobs over there and learned something, came back and just uh, had a bit more confidence, I suppose, and got into the industry that way and just literally cold called with people like Louise McLean, camera assistant, uh, and I just got a bunch of names of these people that didn't know who are good friends now at this stage, but yeah just begging to get into it and then camera was for a long time I was doing trainee and did some focus pulling and then lit a couple of shorts and um but then things went digital and there's a load of young lads coming in and suddenly there was a dish and I'm of the time when I was loading film um when I was yeah. in Australia I sort of went to Panavision and literally knocked on the door and said Will you teach me how to load film and they did and uh, so that was a skill that was then really no longer needed um kind of when I got back so I sort of, yeah, I dabbled in it then for a little bit longer and then I got offered video of this job and did that for four years until it nearly killed me. I think that job was just such a thankless job. But again, you know, you learn something with every single job. And then um, thankfully the, the VFX crew on, I think it was Camelot, um, um, just offered me a job for season two in Camelot, which was just, uh, you know, a gift from God, I think, anything to get me out of video assist. And, uh, and then that season didn't come back. So I was left for a year not knowing what to do with myself, which was, was tough going. I think there was a nice yeah, position. And, uh, and I knew I couldn't go back to video assist anyway. So I, I, and I got offered the job. Donald, of course, rang me up and said, do you want to do it? Like if the season two comes back and I just said, absolutely no. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't do it and he knew well um a funny job yeah. but then I went and studied nutrition for a bit and then um and then I what did I do Vikings then and they started yes. season one of Vikings uh doing um VFX which was incredible so uh, I, I was also yeah. me, which is all no, that's um, and like when you're saying there about cold calling, I think actually a lot of people have that yeah. story. Like I did that, as, I did the yeah. same thing. Like I spent months ringing production companies saying, "Can I work for free? Can I do that?" But, and you do, you have to do that. And even like buggering off to New Zealand, like, yeah. and I just, I'm very reluctant to kind of give anyone a job like that now. You know, you want someone to, to spend a day on set, or but I'm very reluctant to, to bring someone in and go, "Can I get my 15 year old to come on set?" And like, no, <laughs> no. Yeah, you'll, you'll bugger off to another country or you'll cold call people or you know, I'd have so much more respect for someone who would call me wanting a chance than you know mm. somebody who's just related to someone or you know maybe that's not a good way of looking at it but yeah so I'm going to go back a little bit there because you 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 went you were very succinct I have to say your yeah, whole sorry. career yeah. there but I'd actually like to know a little bit about more the early years before VFX, so what was your first job? Uh, that was act in New Zealand. Um, well, I was given a, I, I think I did a, sh 
finish a film here and I did I assisted the DOP and did the sound um that was Winter's End Pat Kenny did that and um Damien Donnelly two fellas here and then I uh, in New Zealand though the main one was uh was a Narnia the Lion the Witch in the Wardrobe the first season uh, the first series so I got myself into craft services on that job um Oh really, yeah. kids? I love this. I'm, I'm finding out all these new things. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's like I just—I don't know how the hell I did it. I blagged my will into it, and then so, suddenly you're getting helicopters up and down to set every day of the week for like three or four or five weeks or something you know, up the, to the mountains of the South Island. So yeah, it's a huge yeah. learning experience. And then, um, and then after that, I got I applied to be an extra on King Kong. This is how long ago this was, and a. Streets, running around the streets of a fake New York set screaming at a at anti-circus and uh, <laughs> didn't see myself I love and then buggered over to Australia um, and again in Melbourne there had, had I met a focus puller in, in uh, Panavision and he brought me up to Sydney and I did a uh, camera trainee on a, a TV show called Surgeons and then mm. I think that might have been after Web, which was like locations assistants or they call it unit over there so anything oh my god i didn't realize you worked in so many different departments oh yeah yeah i would have done anything yeah. and everything to just to get on the set and see how it's run and how it exactly know? yeah so that's why i say to everybody when they're saying oh how do you get into these films uh you just you, you have to walk your way at the very bottom like, you know, no other word for it i know yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. Unless, unless, unless your <laughs> your dad is rich yeah. and makes films, yeah. yeah, and there's a so, few. Look, you, know, you got to earn your stars and stripes. You got to work your ass off. And I think there is, um, I think we're a different breed of people. The ones who've made it to the last whatever seventeen or eighteen years, there's the resilience and strength that you have to be able to do. And there's hard work. Yeah. And you know you can complain about everything all you want, but we all got ourselves into this industry, and we're in it now. Yeah. We are, but I think everyone who's still in it really has earned the credits that they have. I don't think any job is easy, but a hundred percent. But you you feel a sense of such a sense of relief when you finish a job, in a sense. I know it's kind of sad maybe sometimes because you're. You're losing, you're seeing all these friends that you probably won't see for a week or two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the dread and there's a sense of relief all at the same time. Yeah. Unless you've got it's a weird, really it's, it's a weird sensation to explain, isn't it? Yeah, and it's like, about the two week period where you kind of catch up and sleep and your body sort of recovers and then you're like, Oh god, what now? And then it's the hunt. And there's always yeah. before the end of every job you can kind of see people walking around that kind of going, um, so what are you doing after this? And uh who's that production manager and uh, when's that happening? Yeah. Everyone Exactly, yeah, yeah. You get yeah, yeah. Everybody's just going, Oh yeah. what are you going to tell you? Can I get contact for that person? Can I get blah 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 blah? Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. But um so yeah, that's great. So mm-hmm. like you so how how long did you do? Without being in VFX, you just kind of bounced around for a few years? I did, yeah. I mean, it was uh, Vikings season one. So, so Camelot was your first VFX job? Well, no, it was supposed to be. No, that was video. And then Camelot never came okay. back. And then so Vikings oh, sorry. season one, um, I yeah. got in there and I've been doing it every since. So, um, yeah, yeah, straight in as a wrangler. Sure, I didn't know what I was doing, but uh, yeah. season one or two. And then Penny Dreadful, of course, after that, I think I did two seasons. Then I took the year out. And then I did Badlands for the two seasons. And Ritalin Hansel, then a UK thing called Four Kids in It. I'm reading my IMDb page because I can't remember. You came prepared. Yeah. I went over to London then to... There comes a point where you 
you kind of know you need to get on the bigger stuff, I think, to learn and to be better. Yeah. And I just wanted to be really good at data wrangling, really, and be learn how to do it properly. So I went to London and um, got on the Old Guard, which is out on Friday, and mm. Netflix. And um, yeah, just that was a cut above, really, just to remind yourself how these bigger jobs are run. So came back. 100%. Yeah, yeah now, now it's on foundation. So I wrangled the first episode of that, mostly, and now I'll set supervise from now on when we get back in October. So yeah, I'll, I'll probably stick with either set supervising or wrangling and I'm, I'm happy there and I have no aspirations to be any producer or anything crazy. Yeah. yeah. So just for other people who obviously don't know all the terms, mm-hmm. explain what a wrangler is. So a wrangler, I mean, there's so much information that has to be transported from, from the set to yeah. the post-production house, which is generally in LA or New York or god knows where into a studio where guys are just super duper at doing their work sitting at a laptop mm. but you have to be able to give them the experience of being on set and give them the to the, the the data and the tools they need to do a face replacement or to enhance yeah. the set or set extensions or blue screens or green you're hanging around i'd be hanging around the camera crew an awful lot and thank god we've got such great camera crew here and i have a good relationship with the most of them anyway and um i'm at the stage where i can easily from my camera background anyway i'm able to read the cameras fairly well myself and then um connect base with the touch off with them uh you know whenever i need further details so sending uh, using a particular app and um getting all the lens data and sizes and then loads of photography different types of photographs detail very plain kind of boring nothing creative or artistic about the photographs they take but you could be taking mm. 500 or a thousand pictures a day depending on what you're doing and where you're going you're just constantly snapping because every picture is information and yeah yeah it's all important in the yeah. post-production you know absolutely yeah and, and when like when you're on a set so what give us your average day on a set oh lordy so I'll, I'll arrive in i like to get in nice and early and just go through the call sheet see where i'm going what i'm doing what set we're on and we look flagged like if there's a set extension there's something called a vfx breakdown and it's a it's a very precious document in that it's the producers and the supervisor will have gone through how much a shot is how many sort of passes the director is allowed at maybe doing that set extension how many times you can see the green screen in a in a particular shot and um most directors will be aware of that because every time you see something like that it's money it's the money that they have yeah. it is is being spent and then you'll get a few <laughs> who just sneak a few in anyway and it's hard because i want the director to get the shots that he wants but I don't want him to be wasting his time if I already know the budget has been overrun or in the, there's no money in the back pocket even to get yeah. extra. So is it is it a balancing kind of act between the production manager and then yeah. the director? There is. That's, that, I'm, yeah. I would be sort of on the outskirts of that, but at the same time, yeah. it's a bit frustrating when you know they're not going to we're going to just reduce the size of the shot, cut the shot by 20% of the frame to, to frame out that ceiling extension or something like that. And you know it's not going to happen and it might cause issues afterwards. But that's that's nearly above my pay grade most of the time, maybe not as set supervisor now. But, um, but yeah, so you go in and you, you mostly, as a wrangler, you're on set literally all day long. So yeah. um, depending on the shots, and they always say, oh, there's no VFX shots today. And then there's literally every single shot is a VFX shot. So now on Friday, <laughs> like everything will be VFX. So you're, you're, yeah, you're just, you're like the camera crew, really. You're on set every single, for every single yeah. shot monitoring, you're getting the data. And then there's the safety notes that it's not a visual effects, officially a visual effects shot, but you'll take the data anyway. And so, 
Yeah. And then I usually go back to the office when we wrap and I have a bit of reporting to do and I can spit out some reports using that app. Um, I get all my photographs in order, label them accordingly so that the, they can be downloaded to the post crew and um, and then maybe just check through what's happening the next day. And you kind of, if you're organized enough, you get out a reasonable hour, sort of an hour or so after wrap. And if you're not, then you, yeah, you're there for a little while. So yeah, that's the gist of it anyway. I love it. I love it. I love myself, you know, from working on Vikings yeah. and other things. Like, I have seen, like, the director's going to, we set up a big shot and then there's, a, there's something in the background and it caused the effect. Yeah. Can we uh, mark that? Can we, can we get rid of that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah, this, yeah. I mean, everyone helps each other out, but yeah, if there's a big flipping Jenny in the way or something, they can't really move that quickly. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you just paint that out and they'd be smaller, little tiny kind of costs involved in that but you do you still do your best to clear the frame as much as possible no smoke machines or any that crack in the way so yeah it's there's always a little bit of painting out as we call it and um, yeah you're doing, yeah what's the biggest uh, vfx job you've done actually oh probably the old guard uh well a uh, foundation is probably v- vfx wise massive i mean it's set in space it's in space yeah it sounds right so that's um isaac asmanoff se- series um, for sci-fi fans, I believe is a big ish, big deal. Um, yeah, it's a massive deal. Yeah, is, yeah. I haven't read, I haven't read the, the stuff myself. For, uh, oh, yeah, I, I'm gonna order them, and I, I don't know. I think oh, yeah. I should just read that. All the scripts actually <laughs> would probably be more, more beneficial. But there's quite a few changes. But yeah, I mean, for from a VFX perspective, that's the biggest one so far. Mm. Um, yeah, and then Four Kids and It was pretty big as well because it was a CG character. It was a kids uh, show for I think Sky um and so they had a cg character and that was great as well and oh sure they're all they're all big in ways uh, yeah they're all big yeah. yeah i was actually thinking to myself would it be more busy now for vfx because of covid you know when you yeah. can't have a crowd of 100 people yeah real 100 people i know and i was wondering the same myself and uh, because there's going to be issues yeah with with extras and how many you can have and if this whole two meter distance malarkey that's not going to cut it so yeah is it going to help us or hinder us or is there going to be enough money to do all these huge big set ex- or crowd extensions and yeah it's it's a question i can't answer yet but yeah who knows yeah mm. i have to say yeah and then like this is a hard question to answer well it's not really a quite well it is a question not to answer it but like you probably have many of them i would imagine but like do you remember a moment that you've walked for effect that like the proudest moment that a director gave you some feedback or said, oh, that's amazing, Grania, or no. something like that gave you a good feeling, you know? Not really, no, because uh, I'm not... You, you, um, oh, well, I suppose your, your, your good feeling comes when the, the show airs. Uh, no, no, well, no, it's from my feedback with... I'm always wanting feedback from post-production crew because they're the ones yeah. that need the stuff. They need me to get everything for them. And if I'm not getting it properly or to a higher standard, then I'm not really doing my job right. So I think um, the last on this foundation, there, whatever we shot of it, I, I got feedback from the VFX editor, I think. And he's mm. absolutely astounded by the extent and quite oh, great. the data I had gathered. And that's probably the biggest compliment I've gotten <laughs> in the last Yeah, no, but like stuff like that is always good yeah. to hear. Like, always because think. it makes you go in. And I have to say, really, you know, everybody, you know, is desperately trying to do their job as best they can. And there, it, it is a, quite a thankless job, all our jobs. I mean, have you ever gotten, you know, 
a clap on the back for doing for doing a, a great AD job. Probably. Oh, no, yeah. it's a tough one. Yeah. yeah, so I think. But when you do get when you do get something like that, it actually gives you a boost. It really well, it's for me anyway. Yeah, I mean, and you can't be having compliments every day of the week. So then you just wouldn't pay attention to them. But that one little one, that exactly. Yeah, at least you know you're going in the right direction. You know you're doing a good you're you're doing a good job, and you're not as bad as you think you are. Because there's always a bit of self doubt. I'm I'm not good enough for this, that, and the other, and then. Yeah, and then someone tells you you are, and you kind of go, oh, fair enough, I'll take that. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I say, well, like, obviously, we talked about foundation, and I saw the trailer, actually, it looks mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Um, how far are we in? Oh, God, uh, hardly. Well, we, we were, there was a few hiccups, which I, I won't really get into, but um, I don't think we've even finished one episode just yet. There's so much. Oh, really? Cheers. Every episode. So they were able to... to um, get a trailer going but yeah between iceland and berlin and uh and limerick yeah mm. there was loads of of amazing shots taken but uh yeah covid definitely didn't help so i was actually quite surprised to see that that trailer um looking so well and it's sure it's all about post-production they had like post-production they had nothing else to do so they had to kind of make something yeah, it looks great I, I can't wait to, to, to get back into it i have to say uh, do you know how many of our episodes they're going to be doing the fourth season? Or are you allowed um, to say? I I think it's was it eight. I know that now. I think it might be eight, but I or nine or ten. Oh, I don't know. I better not. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, yeah. I don't want to put you on the spot. Yeah, yeah. sorry. No. <laughs> Take every episode one at a time. All right. Yeah, absolutely. That's how we do it. Yeah. And uh, what do you remember? Like, what was your hardest VFX job? Like the one that, like, oh, it just broke you. Um, or maybe none of them broke you, but yeah, I think Penny Dreadful was a was a tough one uh, for me personally, yeah. and and Vikings as well because Vikings is the first one, and I you know it's uh, for all the the niceness of the Irish landscape being outside is great, but my God, like the night shoots and the rain and the cold on Vikings really can I know yeah. kill you at points, and same with. Same with all of them, really. That working in Wicklow, you know, in the freezing cold in winter, you, you need a, a bit of strong will to get through it. So, uh, I mean, I think, uh, I think that maybe, yeah, I'd have to go with all three Vikings, Penny Dread, because <laughs> <laughs> they're all long, flipping jobs, and yeah. as a lot as expected, it was just me, one wrangler, and the supervisor, and so everything you, you did was, the other yeah. jobs, yeah, yeah, so. We're talking about earning your stripes. Yeah. Definitely, those shows definitely earn yeah. our stripes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because there was times like on Vikings that I was drenched from head to toe. Yeah. Couldn't couldn't move my feet, my arms, or anything. And I was like saying, "What am I doing with my life?" Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get home, you're nice and warm, and you're cozy, and you're happy. Yeah. But then I also what what made me get through a lot was actually seeing. 200 odd crew members and another 200 odd extras go through that same thing yeah so everybody's wet it's yeah. not just you wet like yeah so absolutely so that kind of there's camaraderie in it they're really exactly i was gonna say that yeah, uh, yeah. but uh yeah and i think uh, i mean there's yeah those days where you've run out of rain gear and it's not even lunchtime yet and um and it's high quality <laughs> rain gear and you know you're I know. and you have to nothing can stop you i mean i remember there was a day on badlands holy moly we had a set out the back lot in kiltiernan and it literally rained from the crack of dawn to dusk and the whole set got flooded um, the electrics went like it couldn't have been worse. Like equipment so cold and wet, it stopped working. And uh, the it was supposed to match the previous day, which was sunny and little 
a little bit cloudy, but mostly bright sun. And there was supposed to be this effect with a sun being reflected in a mirror to cause a fire. And then it was just like, I remember one of the makeup girls going, Cornia, what are we going to do? And it's just like, just keep going, just keep going. And it's going to happen. It's one big scene shot over two days and you couldn't have gotten two completely different days if you tried. But yeah, we, should, we did it in the end. That's crazy. That's what Ireland's like with the weather now. Exactly. Like we, we, could be, we could start off on a mountain sunny day, everybody smiling, shorts on. That's it. And then we're all throwing rain gear on in the next hour. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but like, oh, so you do enjoy, you, you do enjoy your career in VFX, don't you? Uh, I do. Oh, I love, I do yeah. love VFX. I have to say, and of all the different careers I've gone through, I'm, I'm happy to settle here now for a bit because it comes after yeah. 17 years or 18 years or whatever the hell. And yeah. um, I found that I am beginning to be one of the older crew now, which I hadn't really thought about until all these new ones kind of popping in, all the new makeup and hair people and ladies <laughs> and new faces all the time. And then you realize, feck, <laughs> how did this happen? I'm 42. How did that How did that happen? But sure, yeah. Uh, well, you wouldn't look at Grania, so yeah, thank you, you wouldn't look at But <laughs> <laughs> Can you take yourself away from shows when you watch them back or are you constantly going, that wasn't really there? <laughs> well, but I, I wonder, is everyone the same? Like, I mean, I'm I'm waiting to see the old guards and I just, I, I won't be able to sit still. I don't know will I watch it on my own. And then, and then, like, it was the same watching Vikings. You kind of, you start watching it and then you, I just flick the channel because I've seen it before. And it's just the soundtrack is at it and the music and that's what really lifts it. Um, yeah. I, I, I'd be pausing every single shot for the most part and 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 that's really annoying obviously for anyone else so yeah I never really watch anything I work on I have to say I just don't because I know what it looks like and that's one of the things about VFX like I love when someone says to you um they see you on set you know and they can't really figure out what might be a visual effect and so someone will go well what are you doing on this one and then you'll go oh we're making uh, something crawl up all over the wall and then all these things come out of the wall and then the, the whole wall transforms into something big spaceship or something and they're like oh yeah. yeah yeah but to them they're just on set doing their job and they have they've maybe forgotten the script or whatever and so even if i probably didn't work in vfx i'd be a bit more excited to look at uh, a series that has big visual effects because the crew might see the the designs or what's planned for a specific, yeah. specific shot. So it's more of a... So even a, sh even a show or a film that you haven't walked on, you can't kind of break away from it? I, or you... I can't. I can't. And I wonder, can I... Oh, really? Can you switch oh. off? Oh, my God. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I can. It depends on the show. I'll, I'll, specific, I'll watch like a lot of... Do you know what I watch? Uh, the Big Bang Theory. Yeah. It's just monotonous. It's the same. <laughs> yeah. You can, yeah. Yeah, no. yeah, no, I actually enjoy it too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just yeah. Um, num numbing. So anything that uh, has higher expectations, it's just very difficult to, to to not spot the mistakes and everything like that. Uh, yeah. And with sitcoms, they kind of, yeah. they deliberately show you the bad VFX, if you, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. yeah, you don't expect not like... more than what it is. Yeah. Mm, absolutely. So changes. Because I was going to say, what was your not a job that you walked on but something that you watched vfx wise and you said oh my god that's amazing like i didn't even know oh you know what i loved um a monster calls um oh i haven't seen it and bayona is what is a director oh it's just it's a fantastic script and there's some like sort of boring parts where this poor woman is dying and stuff and that's all grand but i think um oh, i just loved that sort of fantasy um 
and the, the acting was fantastic. This script I thought was great and really well directed. But you, I don't know if you were on Penny. You were on Penny Dreadful, the the director of the yeah. uh, episode, Bayona. He actually did it, and um, yeah, I just thought that was a really nice one. Just off the top of my head, that's what's coming in. There's no like Star Wars. There's no back in, um I don't know Harry Potter stuff going on here, but. Oh, shit, there's loads of different ones, but... Um, Avengers Endgame. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they're all at a different level, really, but I just thought, yeah, Monster Calls is just super. Yeah. And obviously, yeah, Foundation had to stop filming, so yeah. what did you do with your time? Oh, Lordy, I, I actually, I'm in Kilkenny, and um, I my parents are down the road. I'm staying in my aunt's house. She's she's no longer with us, but uh, so it's been kind of... Oh, sorry to hear that. Uh, thanks, Anne. She's just been good to kind of hide out here for a bit. And honestly, I haven't been doing a huge amount. I've been looking after my folks, and somebody, I felt a certain amount of guilt. Am I supposed to be sort of enhancing my life now or doing some kind of course? And somebody said, you know, with the world in the way it is right now, it's not mm. time to be thinking about self-improvement and doing courses and education and doing all, you know, now it's about the time of just taking a step back and reassessing everything and, you know, being careful and being quiet and yeah. maybe I'm just... That's a very good, yeah. Yeah. That's a very good way of thinking about it. Actually. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you choose to do these courses when you're emotionally ready for it. And right now with everyone, you know, struggling through COVID, I didn't feel yeah. it was the right time to do anything really, so... Yeah, and also I don't know about you, but I felt a bit more lazier. <laughs> yeah, because of it. Well, I don't know. Just saying. Oh well, everything's closed anyway, so yeah. nobody else is doing anything. So yeah, but I, what, what, lazier I mean to you? Do you mean did you like? Is it a time to catch up on box sets or? Oh yeah. Well, I, obviously, you know, I <laughs> addicted to TV and films, so I was constantly on that. Yeah. But also, I had a, I had a nine-month, well, I have a nine-month-old baby now, so uh -huh. obviously, I had a baby to deal with, so yeah. that kind of kept me busy. That's your answer, yeah. So you've, you've a right to be lazy if, ever, if the opportunity ever did arrive with a nine-month-old baby. I'm sure it wasn't that often, but yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah, exactly. No, and you have to say, like, any time there's downtime between jobs for me I need to I I work out a fair bit and that keeps me mm. sort of going and if I can get into a routine of doing that at a certain time every morning if I can get uh, into nature at a certain time every day then I'm happy that that's all I need to do in my day and it just it keeps makes a routine it becomes I kind of treat it like a job um, and I miss the odd day and it, God is the, the odd day it's just lashing outside and you're just yeah you're on Netflix for the day but for the yeah. part, um, that was all I expected of myself. That was all I wanted to to do right now. With all the gyms and everything closed, was, that was kind of annoying. But I yeah, actually work around these things, and and I'm glad I did that now. I'm glad I did that now. Yeah. And your your, your mom and dad are in Kilkenny, is it? Yeah, they are. Yeah, we're just yeah. in Kilkenny here. So yeah, lovely countryside and have a huge big garden and um, fantastic walks nearby. And yeah, it's it's lovely. I'd hate to be stuck in Dublin now at this stage. I used to live in Rathmines until recently, so I would have hate to have yeah. down in there. There'd be nowhere to go. So I'm very very lucky. Thank God. Yeah. I say so. Yeah, it sounds lovely actually. Yeah. And um, did you? Well, obviously, because we have to get to the nutrition stuff, because this is where we're going to debate quite a bit here. Right. I think, you know. <laughs> okay. But uh, obviously, you know, people should be kind of helping their immune system and stuff. So, is there stuff people can take nutrition-wise to help their immune system right now? I mean, there is. Like what? Yeah. What, what, what? What should I be eating, Grania? Just tell me what I should be eating. Um. Well, what you should be eating, I I would say. It depends. It, there's no straight answer because every single body is different. But I will mm. say what you should 
be conscious of eating yeah. is, is you know there's a big move on everybody seems to be making banana bread now or something like that and everybody's doing their covid baking and that's all great and, mm. but now is not the time to be um you know having higher sugar diets or drinking more and that's fair and myself included that's been a you know that's been something that i need to even look at because i used to never drink and now it's just like oh five o'clock okay fine i'll have a glass of wine but <laughs> things that deplete your immune system so your immune system really is your is your bacteria in your gut. I think there's about 60, 70% of your immune system is really in your gut. And probiotics are something that have been scientifically shown to enhance your immune system. In other words, your, your body's ability to fight off infection. And like mm. we're surrounded by bacteria every second of every day and our immune system is constantly fighting our environment and the air we breathe and the water we drink and any bacteria that we, every time we touch our face, our bodies are made to fight everything. And so in, in order to keep that strong and good, you should probably focus on good quality sleep. And this isn't the answer anyone wants to hear, that you really need to get good sleep, but that's when your body has time to recover and your brain to mm. build. And you're less likely to sort of binge on sugary things um, the next day because when you're tired, when your system is tired, you just want quick sugar hit you want a quick energy yeah. and that's when you just find yourself constantly crazy, craving sugar so good sleep um is is one of the key ones and then i would say vitamin d um there's lots and lots of uh of publicity around vitamin d and particularly covid and that's something we should be kind of taking anyway um not just because of covid but we're in the sort of northern hemisphere nearly and um, not a whole lot of sun and everyone is obsessed with putting sun cream. So I would strongly suggest people, you know, even fairer skin, if they can get into the sun between the hours of say midday and three o'clock um, and, and find your sort of maximum sun exposure time. So that would be what, just before you get burned, like burning isn't a good idea. So if you yeah. can maybe 20 minutes or even for somebody, it might be an hour you can get that much good best the best absorption of vitamin d that can you know beat any supplement um and some people I, th I think i read recently that it's you know there's no more than doing two hours because your liver has absorbed all it needs to store a certain amount for that that time so if you can then put on your sun cream or sit in the shade after that after your sort of um, whatever you decide is your is your limit before you get burned and and even aside from that then supplement wise i might say things like um omega-3s but but the really expensive stuff um because mm. anything that you buy in aldi or little just forget it it's it's not high quality or anything that you buy in even in a chemist i probably wouldn't buy it or get yourself to a really good health shop nourish health shop um down to earth in dublin any of these ones even online nourish do online and get um you know a good quality oil uh with high omega-3 like uh, nordic naturals is a really good brand eskimo is a really okay. good brand. And they're about 30 quid um and it, mm. you know that's like great for your skin great for your heart and your brain and really good a really good fat to have and not avoid you just take you just take that anytime like you take a spoon or you do you know what at this point i would say whenever you can think of it like i have a bottle of it in the fridge and i just open the fridge and i go oh and i take a gulp i don't even measure the thing <laughs> i just take a gulp. Oh, okay. yeah so um and then obviously there's vitamin c as well but everyone uh, somebody was talking to me about baraka or something yesterday and like anything you buy off the shelf like that that's easy to get is is really mm. supposed to 
do mankind like children and women and men and that doesn't make sense so i'd be getting again a more expensive higher quality vitamin c supplement and taking maybe four thousand five thousand uh, milligrams of it whereas the Baraka might have less than a thousand or a thousand so it's kind of a child dose um oh. yeah so something like that so I'd, I'd i'd say you know good probiotics expensive probiotics an expensive fish oil an expensive why is all the healthy stuff always expensive <laughs> yeah because it's more it's the absorbable stuff so when you've got yeah. say magnesium the really cheap ass kind of stuff of that magnesium oxide just goes straight through you mm. but it's still a okay. supplement so yeah, yeah so it's worth it's it's paying the price yeah exactly yeah it is yeah. Yeah. yeah is there any foods that i should definitely avoid eating completely um, I should not be in these foods yeah yeah um like this is a weird one but seed oils um so rapeseed oil canola oil they call it um uh flora you know all those liquid oils that you use all those spreadable oh flora yeah yeah so vegetables really um i would fry with again quite an expensive thing like avocado oil has a higher smoking point in other words it does Mm. oxidize so the chemical structure of of an oil or a fat will change depending on how much heat it's been exposed to and the ones that change the least or are able to to handle really high smoking points like frying would be avocado oil and then coconut oil so those are the two main ones. Again, quite expensive. Um, you know, if you're not going to heat something too much, if you just want to fry something off very lightly, maybe butter is fine as well. Mm. Um, I would certainly steer clear of those liquid vegetable oils. The lovely organic, don't doesn't matter if it's organic or made from the hilltops of the Himalayas, avoid those because they oxidize. And we, we're always being told about antioxidants and vitamin C yeah. antioxidants. And, but these oils are oxidants. So they change their structure changes and the body struggles with them so i cook everything nearly with olive oil olive oil okay olive oil use it on salads i wouldn't heat oh really yeah it's it's, it's a good oil but i would eat it cold uh like yeah not heated so if i was you i'd be popping out to get your coconut oil and fry with that or or ideally avocado oil which is i I tried the coconut oil on a cooked steak with it but i could just taste the coconut too much yeah i mean you can get one that's unflavored and then you kind of yourself going well how much processing has gone into that but you can get an unflavored coconut oil but try the avocado yeah try the avocado Mm. Now, now, because we, I love junk food. I know you said you the odd time you had a bit of junk food, but I can't imagine you eating too much junk food, to be honest. But uh, is, is there any alternative to junk food? Well, are... no, no. I mean, look, the reason that you die of a heart attack isn't because you had a McDonald's once a month. There's a whole other factors mm. involved in that. It's 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 how often you're having these things. So if you're kind of taken out with uh, crisps and uh, fried like bacon or whatever, something or other every second evening, you know, you're not going to do yourselves any favors. So if you can fill your plate with sort of two thirds, I'll be honest, plant foods, green, 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 you can, nobody can have enough greenery in them. Mm. Um, it's like a supplement in itself. And then spend the best money you can on the best quality foods, like, you know, we're so lucky in this country to have the highest quality meat. And, th- and I used to be a vegetarian for eight years. This is where it's coming from. So if I knew then what I know now, yeah. um, you know, there's all these terrible uh, things about the meat farming in the USA. But thank God we're, we're, we have the best beef in the world. You're back so to meat now then? 
Oh my God, yes, yeah, and it's. <laughs> holy moly yeah for the for the since 2011 yeah because oh, yeah, i remember like because obviously uh, you know i used to be a butcher and i used to say yeah. <laughs> oh my god yeah and i said yeah and then yeah yeah and then i can't believe i eat meat again i love it because that actually oh, leads, that leads me nicely to my next question because i'm gonna i'm, I'm thinking about doing this carnivore dory are you not gonna well, no um why do you want to do it well because to be honest, I heard Joe Rogan do it on his podcast. And he, yeah, said he, yeah. he, he said he lost a good bit of weight. And uh, I, I love meat. I, and I, I'd eat meat all day. Like. Right. I mean, so I would, so there, there is great research around that when it comes to um, uh, uh, like mental health diets, because yeah. it's full of amino acids, full of protein, it's huge. And the thing that would worry me long term about that, and that might be long term, could be more than three weeks, is that it's very low in fiber. It's very low in vegetables and fruits. And and I would stress really the vegetables more than the fruits. Yeah. Um, and that's that's what worries me, because everything you eat, like say even like flax seeds, chia seeds, broccoli, broccoli sprouts, um, onions, garlic, artichokes, these are all probiotic and prebiotic foods. So they feed the bacteria in your gut, the mm. prebiotic foods like asparagus. And then, so like I said before, you have all your immune system in your gut for the most part. And there's yeah. a thing called the brain access, how you feel and how you eat and how much bacteria is in there. And you can supplement with probiotics till the cows come home, but you need the real food. So that's my only sort of concern about that. Um, there's a lot of people who actually can't tolerate things like broccoli or sprouts or um, any sort of cruciferous vegetables in, in great amounts because they have something called IBS or IBD um, and they need to eat a little bit less of those. So, you know, maybe somebody like that or somebody with um, maybe depression or something, um, they might benefit from carnivore diet for a little bit. Again, if it's the highest quality meat they can buy, you know, really good grass-fed beef um yeah. organic free-range chicken because you don't want to be putting hormones in there exactly uh, and so you know what i would say you know you can try anything i wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna do it like for the rest of my life i was just gonna maybe do it for months or so see kind of thing yeah and that's it and i would encourage anyone to do anything just for the short term see how they feel mm. and most certainly if you've been having like mcdonald's every night of the week you're gonna feel a thousand times better on the carnivore diet so it depends where you are and then where you're coming from and what you're changing. So, I used to, I used to live on this theory, but I'm actually going against it a bit now. But the, my theory used to be I could eat whatever I wanted as long as I exercised it off. Right. That, that, that's a yeah. false theory, really, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it is, because they say you can't train a bad diet, really. So, okay, okay. You know, I think uh, I just had a better immune, uh, had a better uh, metabolism younger. Yeah. I, I, I could eat whatever I wanted and I never gained weight really. Right. Well, well I thought I didn't, but obviously maybe gradually I have and I just didn't realise it until now. Yeah, and, and then how did you feel? What, what how do I feel now kinda of, with the weight? How did you feel then when you were when you oh. had less weight? Yeah, it's you're right. You're not like I'm not gonna say I feel great every time I eat bad food. You always yeah. feel there. Uh, you always feel a bit sluggish and yeah. stuff and a bit like uh and you feel greasy itself after it during yeah. it i'm loving it <laughs> yeah because it's, it's a it's a taste it's the taste it's um oh what is the name for it um hyper palatable food um there's a the 
the food industry is great at mixing, you know, um, fat, sugar and carbohydrates yeah. together in the right amounts so that it becomes kind of uh, a craving. Um, whereas you can have two together, fat and sugar or carbohydrates and fat and, and, or carbohydrates and sugar. They're different. They work differently in the, in the system. But, but I was saying that when you were thinner um, yeah. or had less weight on you, yet you could eat everything you wanted. I wonder, did you feel super duper great or did you still feel a bit crap? Because yeah. you're in the crap food it's just not showing up on your body yet but i can guarantee you it's it's showing up in your blood results and you call visceral fat which is the fat around the organs so you could be really really skinny you could see a lovely beautiful woman walking down the street and she's got skinny as anything and you think god i wish i could she probably eats nothing and whatever but she could be eating all she wants but she's got a huge layer of fat around her heart and her lungs and that's the dangerous fat that's the stuff you want to avoid. So yeah, I got one of those full body scans. Um, oh, did you? Free. Yeah, well, they were free. You know, the colleges were giving them off. Yeah. To sign up. So I got one of them, and my first of fat was um, slightly below average. So okay. So Great. That's, I know. Sorry. Well, the bad way above average then would have been. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So higher than you wanted it to be anyway. Yeah. Yeah, higher than it should have been. Like, yeah. You know, for my age anyway, but not yeah. like, not not like dangerously. Mm. or it's still not great like you know yeah yeah and the worst thing, you're young enough to be able to change i mean anyone can change that it's really that's where the oils come in i would really consider oil and sugar those those hydrogenated hydrogenated fat oils those uh, vegetables that we talked about earlier and the sugar as well and getting more fiber into you and the better oils the omegas um and a certain amount of high quality saturated fat as well um, I had to put you on to my brother. He he couldn't wait to listen to you because he's a big nutritionist himself. He oh eats, like his body's like a temple, and he goes the bodybuilder as well. Um, he's reading this book by a guy called Ben Greenwood or Green. Ben Green- Greenfield. Yeah. There you go. I knew you'd know. Him. Yeah. 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 He's um. He's he. I was listening to him for a while. He's a great proponent of uh. He's he's very extreme in his his lifestyle and living, but I. I uh, he he does all these ultra marathons and ultra races and everything and he's yeah. he's you can't compare yourself to people like him I think I think he's got for somebody who's who's doing the extreme of everything my personal opinion would be that what are they afraid of if mm. they don't do these extreme things do they're trying and because he has such an online presence I wonder is he just trying to he's gonna just kill himself at some point or you know they you know yeah. even and they say isn't healthy for you it's not good for your joints and your knees and you're not supposed to be running for four and a half hours you know on a go it's not what your body is designed for things like that so these ultra lifestyle people you know um we love yeah, he doesn't he doesn't actually agree with everything he says because yeah he ordered his book and i think he was like three pages into the book and he goes well everything he's saying here i've been eating like so yeah <laughs> so. yeah he's good he's science-based and, and i'd always try yeah. and concentrate on people who are science-based nothing on Instagram. he ordered the, he actually my brother ordered the life that he talks about some big oh, yeah. he yeah. ordered that and, uh, and now he sleeps with a blanket that's like 50k yeah yeah the weighted <laughs> blankets yeah, oh, weighted God, blanket. my own heart yeah i love all those things um yeah, <laughs> yeah i must chat to your brother yeah no i'll have to get you in touch with him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. looking forward to listening to you so what, what's the best piece oh, this is probably going to be another hard question for you but what is the best piece of nutritional advice you can give me just drink eat oils um no overall it's it's looking at you like you know the answers to what you're doing that you need to change and if you can 
nobody wants to hear these answers again. I'm, I'm not giving great, uh, straightforward answers. You can't, you know, because everyone is yeah, different. Of course. If, you, if you enable yourself to have a good amount of daylight every day, um, take away the screens later in the evening, turn off Netflix, um, you know, eat good quality meats with as many vegetables as you can get into you as as many times throughout the day like i had steak and salad for breakfast you know that kind of and that's a bit ridiculous but i felt really good after training to do that <laughs> you know that's not for everyone yes. and then you know get your just the best quality protein foods that you can get into tons and tons of vegetables all different colors a different like go to the supermarket every time say, say to yourself i'll buy something different today because oh. every, every new food that you put in every new sort of vegetable that you put in is giving your bacteria and your gut a little bit something different, more fiber and more ability to to um, create more bacteria, which is good. So um, sleep as well, like I said earlier, it's very basic. Um, and exercise, getting your heart rate up every single day, even if it's just a speed walk. And when you have slept well, you'll be able to do that. If you haven't had a good night's sleep, you know, you're not going to be able to do that. And mm. you want to be able to, to get through the day and get, get their heart rate up as well at some stage and loads of water people forget about water and i just got um a new water filter put in that's called very fancy reverse osmosis Ooh. um all the fluoride and everything like that so that's just my own little present to me but you know things like that water sleep uh, vegetables and high quality meats and um, vegetarians are going to be cursing me now but that's, that's no my... no don't be no, because like I've heard of myself, a lot of vegans have gone back to meat as well because they've, yeah. it's, there's a lot of benefits towards meat. Like, yeah. I think anyway, but yeah. uh, but like you know, I'm quite bad with vegetables, and like I I, I try, like I eat the basics, you know, the tomatoes, yeah. carrots, peppers, yeah. lettuce. Yeah. But like I can't, I'm not into broccoli, I'm not into cauliflower, I'm not into cabbage, yeah. I'm not into spinach. Yeah. So, how do I get into these things? Because I, I really can't handle the taste. I actually don't like the taste of them. Yeah, I know what you mean. And, um, you know, and for someone like that, I would say, you know, if you can't, you know, I'm not asking everyone to steam the broccoli, but I, I would steam it and I would put a big chunk of butter on it and then they taste <laughs> it. And that's really good for you. And then I would also suggest, you know, you can get um, cauliflower rice and you can get mm. broccoli rice now and it's frozen and if you're doing some kind of chili or soup or something just throw that in there and you've yeah. got you know it's not it doesn't have to be raw crudette type thing just get it in whatever way you can and, and those frozen things are great because you don't see them even um a friend of mine was saying like he was cooking rice and i said i'll, I'll get uh, cauliflower rice i just prefer less carbohydrates myself yeah. uh, um he was talking about giving it to his sons that you wouldn't know the difference and he didn't know the difference. Now, now you wouldn't know. <laughs> but again, you, you could get cauliflower rice stirred into your own rice and mm. it's just one way of getting it into you. Same with the broccoli. And just cover it in tomato sauce or something, cover it over into something um, that you do like and it's done. It's done. Yeah, I might do that actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a good, that, that is a good bit of voice. I'm glad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks. Whatever it takes, get it into you. Because, you know, just picking the different colours really and truly, just chop it up, yeah. blend it, blitz it, make it into a soup. Mm. Uh, whatever way you're going to do it. Um, yeah. Well, you know, I heard like, um, do it any other way. you know, when you blend stuff, it's meant to you lose all the nutrition value to it. Is that true? If you put it through a juicer, yeah. The juices, you've gotten rid of all the fibre, really. And, um, yeah, like if you make a smoothie, I heard that's like just pure sugar, really. Unless you have the the pulp. Okay. 
Yeah. And so you have kind of separated, you have refined it for want of a better word. So yeah. it is easily digestible. So it's going through your system quicker. So fiber slows things down. It slows down your body's response to the sugars that you've taken in. So, um, yeah, by separating it into a juice and taking out the fiber, it's just going to be like a, not like a fizzy drink, but it's going to pass through your system and go into your blood system very quickly. And you don't want that. You want it a slower release. So the whole fruits, would be preferable um but in a soup it's all in there you're not sieving the soup or anything a good thick chunky soup and with bone broth if you're willing to put yourself through that boiling up chicken uh chicken carcass um in a couple of liters of oil a glug of apple cider vinegar some peppercorns uh carrot and some celery and garlic is it for 12 hours, 24 hours, and you've got stock. And that is ex- Sorry, super I, I nutritious. There, so make your soup out of that and you're good to go. Uh, lost it there. <laughs> you said add garlic, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, garlic, the peppercorns, I like um, any herbs at all as well. Um, and then a carrot and some celery, and you're boiling up your the bones of your chicken. Or I've gone into mm. a couple of butchers and said, do you have any marrow bones that you want to get rid of? And kind of joint bones of, of yeah. the beef or lamb or any anything, really. I'm not fussy because they give it to you for free right. and just boil the crap out of those. And it's kind of disgusting. <laughs> but um, it's that's good, uh, good uh, sort of good for your joints. <laughs> and again, your immune system. It's like Jewish penicillin, I think they call it. Um, yeah and then just make your soup just stick whatever vegetables you will eat and then a few that ones that you won't eat and blitz it up even put cream in there we'll have to start one of these recipes for us or or maybe just send me that recipe i'll put it up on my social media page (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, i still have that website it's on evolve i think i still have that website i haven't looked at it in about two years and i'm pretty sure i have a stock recipe up there it's called Evolve Nutrition. Um, now, I'm going to ask you this one. This, you may not give me the real answer here, but yeah. have you ever had a debauchery day, like a pure filth that you ate all day? Okay. What's, what, 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 what's you going crazy, Grania? What's you going nuts? Um, Is you going nuts having one McDonald's? Yeah. Uh, Oh no, I couldn't. Yeah, no, my and okay. uh, my oh, ter- I had a terrible day yesterday because I had a really bad sleep, and I was really annoyed at myself. And I knew full well that I had the fucking cat outside was crying all night, and everything went wrong. I didn't get a good sleep. And yesterday, I then and I'd had two glasses of wine, and I'm not a drinker. I had two glasses of wine. I had goats like raw goats cheese, and nuts. Too much of that. Um, and then I had. Um, my weakness is those stupid fulfill bars. So I will, yeah, I'll get up, do my training. I'll have some nuts and nut butter and too many nuts. I know that sounds ridiculous, but you can have too much of that. Um, I'll have my coffee, I'll train, and then I might go for a walk and have those fulfill bars. If I'm feeling sorry for myself, go for my walk, come back. Um, crisps and crisps oh and gluten-free beer sounds- these days. That's my weakness, isn't it? Your awful? bad day still sounds um, like but a no, day to me. McDonald's <laughs> me, I know. No, but it's not. It's too much of a good thing. Like too many nuts, you it's know, brings the just too much omega six oils. Maybe. So maybe. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. And uh, not it's quite difficult to do, but yeah, you can. Um, put some electrolytes in there, you'll be fine. But in general, yeah, I know it sounds a bit sad, but it's not my bad days eating would be not having protein for breakfast, not having good protein for breakfast. And that's when I know it's it's, it's not going to be good. And then um, not having enough green vegetables. So there's genetically speaking, I won't get into it in such detail now, but there's lots of different um, genetic polymorphisms, they call it, that mean that you know one food in particular you might need more of and another mm. maybe you wouldn't do so well on and mine is uh, something called mthf or it's met- methyl folate so in other words lots of folate folate not folic acid folic acid is a very synthetic form of it it's not absorbed as well so one of the b vitamins in other words is something i need a lot of and um, that means a lot of greenery so i feel it in my day if i don't eat a lot of green things which is bizarre i know but i think a lot of people are the same it's quite yeah. a quite a common genetic uh polymorphism snip thing. so um yeah i know that <laughs> that's not a great answer no, there's just, plenty <laughs> i can do wrong uh, don't you worry still friggin i woke up i ordered a pizza at 10 a.m i don't know <laughs> no yeah but i wouldn't be i just that wouldn't be me but but i would do like crisp those flipping Doritos. um not hunky dories no. some yolks some kind of crisps that my brother keeps okay. buying um, no, they make me feel sick, those things, but um, kill or any kind of kills yeah, sour cream that's absolutely a thing of beauty and milk and cheese till like, the cows come home. One takeaway that I order from that I thought was a healthy takeaway um, is Mao healthy. Okay. Um, yeah. It's, I mean, is that oh, the that's it's the like, Asian it's place? Asian they, like, they do well, that's an Indian. Sauces, uh, they, what is they, it? They include a lot yeah. of vegetables, and everything seems like yeah. it's freshly cooked. Okay, great. Okay, so yeah. like with those kind of places, I think I was been there. Maybe it's probably fifteen years since I was there, but everything from a takeaway, right. unless they say it, will be fried and cooked with those vegetable oils. The rapeseed or uh, canola oil or something like that and that's again if you're avoiding something that, that you're going to get it in any kind of you buy because it's a cheap oil to use there's it's relatively tasteless when they cook with it um and that's why they use it um so i mean uh, anything deep fried <laughs> just forget it just just forget it get something and you're at that moment, you have the menu in front of you, you're dying to get your usual thing that you really like, and just take a moment I'm, I'm, and go, I'm you know what, this time, I won't do it. I'm going to get it. this. Just forget it. Yeah. Just forget it, honest to God. It's, yeah, it's not worth it. Things that are just as tasty, I'm sure, and aren't going <laughs> to give your heart attack. So, yeah, everything but I order off the menu. Always order off the menu. And if they if they're, they have loads of vegetables, you can get a side of this, that, and the other. And yeah. maybe the tomato sauces or even the coconut uh, milk sauces might be good. But then you're, if, if it's got organic meat, get it. Maybe yeah. I'd nearly choose right. red meat over chicken. If it's not organic, less Um And then just maybe not pasta. Maybe don't eat the bread. Mm. Um, get rice if you if you want the carbs um maybe get extra vegetables if you don't want the carbs um so there's ways around these yeah. things but more often than not just order off the menu just say what you want get your one because they're used to this they're used yeah, to yeah yeah true to these people well, not being able to handle yeah. gluten or 
Why is all this time around, really? Like, why is everybody yeah. doing it? So, like, that wasn't yeah. around so many years ago, was it? Mm-hmm. Gluten-free. Yeah. Um, well, it just wasn't. You used to, oh. I remember, have to go to a chemist to get your gluten-free bread. And you had to have some kind of... Um, uh, like doctor's cert and now it's just readily available and i think it's brilliant because science has just moved on it's looking at the gut it's looking really at these intolerances and genetically speaking and then just um people admit that they do feel better off you know dairy or off gluten and um doesn't mean you have to have celiac disease or lactose intolerance it's if you feel better at it then who cares what everyone else says listen you're a star before I let you go, okay, I've enjoyed this conversation. We went to over an hour nearly, so that's great. And I went, it went oh, God. I thought this would be half an hour. No, or something. Thought, oh, go on. I know, but at the start, like, you're fairly intelligent the way you speak anyway. So, uh, um, so before I let you go, though, I always ask my guests the James Lipton questionnaire. So, what is your favorite word? Chunky or crunchy? Oh, chunky and crunchy. And all those words. Any of those words that describe a sound, I think, in okay, swish great. and uh, whoosh. What is your least favorite and, oh, I love all those. <laughs> um, oh, there's a bad word. The C word that uh, some of the lads what, in work Ricky just use as part of their lingo. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Probably, yeah, I do hate that word i just it makes me cringe i don't yeah. know why well, i was always just told it was the word. worst of all the bad well, words like, well like, some people yeah. say it as like a joke it is, it is. yeah <laughs> to each other yeah exactly that's it <laughs> or just the last just some of the grips and stuff it's what turns you what turns you yeah. on creatively <laughs> spiritually or emotionally um creatively i'm gonna say lighting Oh, and cool. cinematography and color um, yeah and spiritually nature greenery in nature going for walks and just hearing the wind wow. that sounds so uh crap but it's it's just lovely when you can just see the forest and stuff um and emotionally but that's like, what was that honest, spiritually and creatively and positive yeah did I? Yeah, that would be emotionally as well. Just being at peace I, in a peaceful, um, just being outside in nature. Is just, <laughs> what turned you off? off? What noise? Um, what turns me off in general are people who are angry and take it out on you. And I have this sort of thing if someone is having a bad day and you just get in their way and they don't mean anything by it, but it's up to you to deal with it in a specific way. I think if someone lashes out at me for some reason out of the blue, I just kind of say they've just had a really bad day. They've just had mm. news that somebody they love died and I make excuses for it so that I don't be back at them. Yeah. Well, but sometimes it gets problem. tiring him to do that. <laughs> and yeah. from, you know, world wars and Trump. So uh, um, Question five, you're doing great. Four out of four for me. Yeah, so question five, what is your favorite course for? Okay. <laughs> my favorite curse word, feck. And my mother says it's a curse, but it's not a curse. Feck is the greatest word in the English language or the Irish English language. I just love that word. I say it far too often. 
and my mother always it goes is. out to me. So it is, it's it such is. a great it's word. Crack, We're so crack, lucky crack, to have it. Yours. And crack. What sound or yeah, noise do you love? You may have gave me a sneak preview to this answer. Wind, you said earlier, didn't you? So. Um, Wind. What did I say? Yeah. Wind, yeah, the sound that wind makes, but then loads of different noises, doesn't it? No, I'd say, yeah, when you're awake in the morning, I'm a real early bird, so kind of five o'clock-ish when the birds are oh, waking up and you, they wake nature up. And I just love that. Uh, and then what, what sound or noise yeah. do you hate? <laughs> um, <laughs> my windscreen wipers at the moment. You know when you're, you know when you're just kind of constantly turning on and off your windscreen wipers, yeah. and then it stops raining and it is raining, and then you need to get the right speed and the sound makes when they dry. That, that the yeah. noise. I'm actually going through the last that today week myself. is just killing me. <laughs> I, know. I, I know your pain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, what profession other than your own wipers, would you yeah. like to attempt? So, it can't be anything to do with film or food or anything. Oh. Or nutrition, sorry. Well, I would have, it can't be, well, hmm, I, I'd i like to be some kind yeah. of speaker. I think I'm good at speaking in public, weirdly, but I would, can I say, I've gone back to do medicine, um, but not practice medicine the way it's practiced. I would have done it sort of functional like medicine-y medicine kind of thing, or... Um, oh, I know what you mean. It's like so um, More of an alternative type of... Have your doctor sort of uh, title so that people automatically respect you. People seem to respect anybody yeah, who has a DR dot in front of their name. So you listen more. So maybe for that, that's that's not the right answer. Or in the army, I'd love to have been in the army um, to to train, or maybe their fitness of an army person. Probably that would have been. I could see that. Uh, yeah, more down my street or a personal trainer or something like that. I would have liked that. <laughs> uh, what what professions <laughs> would you not like Thanks. to do? <laughs> Um, oh, politics or something like that, where you're constantly in the firing yeah. line, or to be an actress, to be somebody who's constantly in front of the camera or the limelight all the time. I don't know how these people do it. I just think it's horrendous. It's torture. Um, but yeah, anything in politics, anything where you're sort of um, making decisions um, yeah. to to save the world and having to make these huge That's decisions. Another great one. Well, yeah. No, 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 no. Um, number 10 and the last one and I'll let you go if heaven exists what would you like to hear God say to you um, when you arrive at the pearly gates oh, oh that's a nice one um, a big huge hug and then <laughs> uh, let's get the party started I think that was my favourite answer <laughs> they were amazing they were brilliant I love it Grainne I can't thank you enough for coming great. on much appreciate it <laughs> Thanks a million. That was great. You're dead easy to talk to, and sure, yeah, brilliant. Listen, you're, uh, I'm jealous of your no, it's, it's uh, attempts at doing these podcasts. Something I've always wanted and, to do. So good on uh, you. Friends and colleagues I've worked with before, and you're one of them. <laughs> thanks so much, Grania. I can't wait yeah. to have you on again. Good on you. I'm, I'm, I'm um, have thanks you on a million. Brother next time, so the two years can. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. <laughs> oh God. All right, let's go. <laughs> talk to you soon, Grania. Yeah. Bye, bye. Talk to you soon. So that was Grainne Dooley. 
My God, the knowledge on that woman. So again, my apologies towards the end of our conversation, as I said before. Uh, it sounded like we were talking over each other. When we were recording the episode, it didn't sound like that at all. So, um, It's just my signal back here. But at least, thankfully, you could hear Gronya and we could hear our answers. Um, some great answers there, actually. And the James Lipton question here. Like, really, like, thoughtful ones. And, like, some of the stuff she said through nu- nutrition. And it's just, I think I'm going to take it on board. I think you should, too. Everybody should. And if anybody, I think, uh, like, I'm going to hound her again to say, would you come on again? Because I could have talked to her for hours. And after that, me interview and I listened back to it, it was like, oh, I should have talked to her about sleep and how, how long she, you should get to sleep or... Because um, she said, oh, that's one of the great nutrition advice you can give. Get get a good bit of sleep because your body will recover and all that type of thing. And I I do sleep. When I sleep, I sleep. I have a brand new baby. Well, he's nine months coming up. Um, and I think it's always given out to me because I'm sleeping through him store and whatever. But I think sub- subliminally, when I know Nadine's in the room with me, I can sleep easy because like one night when I was looking after him on my own, uh, and was out at the time, I like I was waking up every any time he stored or moved, I was waking up suddenly straight away like type of thing. So I don't know if that's what it is, but anyway, I do sleep quite easy now, but I don't get I I think I'm okay with like six or seven hours, and I think that's okay. I don't I don't I think if I sleep longer than that, I actually feel a bit more tired. So I should have asked her how long and I should have asked her other stuff and I should have asked her about keto diets and loads of diets. So, Grania, if you're listening, thanks again for coming on. And can you come on again, please? Because I have more questions to ask you. And all you listeners out there, if you have any questions for Grania, let me know because I'm going to ask them to her. Um, even if she can't, doesn't come on, I'll just text her, text her and she'll give you a quick answer. Um. Well, I'm not going to give you Grania's number. Grania, don't worry about that. Um, you're going to text me or send me a voice note or whatever you want to do. Get in touch with Let's Get Dangerous podcast and I'll let Grania know a question. But hopefully I can convince her maybe come on like, you know, maybe, maybe once a month or something and we'll just do a nutrition corner or something. Um, and also, when the old guard comes out, it's come to Netflix, as you said, this Friday. Like that's, I can't wait to see that. So we're going to see what that, what that's going to be like. Um and then obviously she's working on foundation that'd be a while before that comes out but if anybody has any questions or topics that they would have liked Grania to cover let me know but honestly I really enjoyed that chat I could chat to her for hours I used to chat to her for hours on, on sets and stuff and uh, I'm actually I'm in the process of looking for a photo from me and Grania so I can attach it to you know when I advertise the podcast this week I have sets, I have photos of us with like crew photos, end of week photos on Vikings. We used to do like a little end of week photo where Connor Flannery, one of the ADs on Vikings, and he's still an AD. Um, he's working on other shows and stuff. But he used to, the first early years of Vikings, like seasons one to three, I think we used to always do like an end of week photo. He organized that force and then I kind of got a life of his own. We sometimes would be a small amount of crew and then it'd be all the crew and then. But it was great. It was like, you know, crew photos usually happen at the end of a production. They're actually less seldom now. It used to be all the time back in the day. Uh, I remember seeing all these old images. I was like, oh, why don't we do crew photos? Like, it took us... We did a big, huge, giant crew photo at the end of Vikings. 
because that was like six seasons. So we did a giant one on the back lot. And that was, that one that was obviously for the all, all the year. But like those people in years one to three or seasons four or five, they weren't in that last season, but they obviously worked on the show. So we essentially we should have did one every, at the end of every season. But um, the first few seasons we used to do, anyway, <laughs> I'm rambling a little bit, but the, I, I'm trying to look for the picture of me and Grania, just me and Grania, but I'm going to only find in the little crew photos. But I might just include one of them and maybe I'll circle me and Grania, which ones are here. Um, but I'm delighted she came on. I could talk to her for hours. As I said, I talked to her on set for hours, so she was great. Great company. And if anybody has any interesting thoughts, just let me know. I'm sure my brother's going to love that podcast. And he's going to be texting me going, why did you not have me on as a You know? So, well, that's it anyway. So we'll move swiftly on to... A little food-themed fact or fiction this week. So, without further ado, play that tune, Dan. Fact or fiction? Fact or fiction, baby, here we go. Or maybe it's more commonly known now as made it up or looked it up. Make it up or look it up. Or fact or fiction. Well, this is a since I my, my guest on today, Grania Dooley, uh, talked about a lot of nutrition values, um, in great interesting conversation. If you skip through to go to just listen to the facts or fictions this week, go back to listen to Grania. You know you'll find out a lot of interesting facts about nutrition and foods we should be eating. But uh, so it's kind of a bit slightly food themed this week. I said I'm going to keep going with themes. And this one's a food team because Grania was on talking about food and the good foods to eat and the bad foods to eat. So, we'll have to catch up to on last week's, don't we? So, last week's facts or fiction was the first one was a sports team one. Well, they were all sports teams, but the first one was baseballs are made from the foreskins of horses. Was that a fact or fiction? Did I make it up or look it up? It is indeed a fact. So those poor horses, like they're making glue from the glue factories. They're racehorses until they can't move anymore, until they have a break a leg. Those poor horses. And now their their dongs are getting chopped and their skins of them are getting used to make baseballs. I don't know if that's a practice anymore. I hope it's not. I can't imagine it is. But they used to be made. Oh, it's not. What am I talking about? I, I did my research on that one. They're not made from foreskin. From from the foreskin of horses anymore. Thank God. So they're just made from synthetic material. Leather. No, is leather synthetic? I don't know all the facts. <laughs> Damn it, I shouldn't have said I knew I looked it all up. But base, basically, thankfully the horses aren't, their foreskins aren't used for baseballs anymore. So that's all. That's That's where we'll end on with that one thankfully and then the next one was Eric Cantona always wore no underwear while he played football that one was a makey uppy one I made it up I just thought I'll just throw a court ball in there Eric Cantona he's a popular footballer he seems like the type of guy that would probably not wear underwear you know the French uh, so I don't know so I just thought I'd throw that in there Um. so yeah Eric Cantona, 
he does wear underwear. Well, maybe he doesn't. Maybe, I didn't really, like, maybe he doesn't, but no. I would imagine he wears it. Maybe can't imagine running around football and, you know, male genitalia running, going across, back and forth. It'd be painful. Um, But they don't wear cups, but I'm sure they wear tight boxers, I'm sure. So, that was, uh, indeed, fiction. So, next one was Japan has the largest bowling alley in the world. And that is indeed a fact. Over a hundred lanes in the bowling alley. Imagine that. Like your average bowling alley you go to when you visit a bowling alley was around 10, 15 lanes. And that's quite large. Like, Imagine a hundred. Imagine how long that would look like. We something over a film. We'd be like the, oh, it'd be like a, you think it's a mirror. You know the way when you see a lane and then a mirror. And then obviously it looks like there's more lanes, but it's just a mirror image of all the lanes that you see before you. But imagine that, like a hundred lanes in the bowling alley. I'd, I'd like to see an image of it. And the next one then was Jose Mourinho. I fecked up his name last week. But Jose Marino. Marino? Is it Jose? You know who I'm talking about. Jose. He's a Tottenham manager at the moment. He used to manage Chelsea. Does he smoke a cigar after every football match if his team wins? I don't know. Because I made it up. I can't imagine he does. But he, if anybody would do it, I would say it'd be him. You know? I could just picture him there with a big cigar going, this is what you did right. This is what you did wrong. So, we'll see. I don't think he did. So he doesn't. So that was indeed fiction. So let's go on to our food team. Factor fictions this week, or did I make it up or did I look it up? So, the first one, hit, first one uh, we have is McDonald's fries were cooked in beef fat until 1990. So, 1990 is like, oh, well, actually, it's freaking 30 years ago now, but when you hear like 1990, you think, oh, it's only a few years ago. No, it was 30 years ago, but anyway, they were, were, were the fries cooked in beef fat until then? Hmm. Could they get away with cooking fries and beef fat until then? I don't know. Where did they taste the yard back then? If they were made with beef fat? And what type of fat or what type of oil do they make with them now? We'll have to wait till next week to find out. Is that fact or fiction? Did I make it up or did I look it up? Next one then is pineapples can take only two to three weeks to grow. So two or three weeks you'll have a pineapple. Is that a fact or fiction? And then our next one is peppers have more vitamin C than oranges. Yeah, you heard that right, folks. So peppers have more vitamin C than oranges. Is that a fact or fiction? Mm. I'd say Grania probably would know all these, to be honest. If they're true or false. Is that fact or fiction? And I made up, but I looked up. And then the next one, the last one for this week. A lemon wedge floats in water. But a lime wedge sinks. Now you might not have to wait till next week to find out that one. Just get a lemon, get a lemon, get a lime, cut them up, get two glasses of water, and see what happens. But there you go. Did I make it up or look it up? Is that a fact or fiction? Were they all facts? Were they all fictions? Were they all made up? We don't know. Well, we do know, but you won't know until next week. So don't forget to tune in. So that's your facts or fiction. For this week.
So let's keep this show on the road, folks. And we're going to go to a new segment I'm trying now. It's called Dan's Top 10 with Friends. And if you're an avid listener to the show, you know I do Dan's Top 10 in 10, which I'll do giving away Top 10 within 10 minutes. But this one has no time limit. And I actually have a new intro for the segment. I never even had an intro for Dan's Top 10 in 10. So I've stepped up the game and there's an intro for Dan's Top 10 with Friends. And my first friend um, will be Stephen McCredden. And if you want to know a bit more about Stephen McCredden, he go to episode three of the podcast. It's called The Bomb Goes Off. And we had a long chat um, about Steve and uh, what he's gone through in the last few years and where he is now. And he's a good friend of mine. And I always enjoy talking to him. And he will be a friend for life he is a friend for life we've known each other for a long amount of years i won't go too much into detail because if you want to know more you just go back go back to listen to episode three we we chatted for a good close to two hours and <laughs> um, so we don't chat that long this one because it's a segment so we're not restricted to the 10 in 10 thankfully so the bit longer um, and we had a bit of fun doing it so we're actually talking about our top 10 films that made us cry i know oh so um as i said a new intro for it as well so i'm gonna play that intro now it's dan's top 10 with friends Hello, Steve. How are you? Hello, man. How are you? <laughs> There's the accents. How are it's, you? It's good to hear from you, my friend. Good to have you back. Uh, it's great to be back, man. It's great to talk to you. Yeah, well, it's going to be a lot shorter version this time because we're, we're doing Dan's top 10 with friends. I know, I know. I, this was a big challenge. Uh, I know it sounds a bit pathetic, but like I take these things seriously, Dan. I almost think that you're trying to do it to make me go grey or something. <laughs> No, that's it. So I'm going to talk the audience through what we're going to do now. So usually I do Dan's top 10 in 10 and I have 10 minutes to do my top 10 favorite TV shows, films, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Now I'll mix it up, doing a few segments now with top 10 with friends. So we're not under the limit of 10 minutes. You'll be happy to know. But <laughs> I don't want you to ramble on too much. We have to keep it succinct. Okay. Okay. Fair right? enough. So what we'll do is because it's 10, I have five on my list. Steve mm. has five on his list. Yep. So what we'll do is we'll go in order. Steve first, then me. Now, sometimes we may have the same one on the list. So that means we have a few backups in the chamber, don't we? We do. Actually, that's one thing I just want to make sure. I hope honorable mentions might be part of this because yeah. this, this, it took a lot of effort, Dan. And <laughs> I was trying to, I, all of a sudden I was like, is he going to have some of the same ones? I'd be stung. So yeah, well, I, I thought maybe we would do, and just so everybody knows, we haven't talked about this list. We don't know each other's ones, so no. it's going to be fun to find out his ones and my ones. So um, without further ado, Steve, we're going to keep it nice and succinct. Okay. We're going to start off with yourself. So name a film that made you cry. It's not in any order here, folks. We're not going one to ten or anything. It's basically t- top ten, but in any order. So go ahead, Steve. What's number one? Without a doubt, up. 2009 uh, amazing animated film one of their best still is brilliant but the first 10 minutes alone I never forget sitting there watching it in the cinema 
wow, it looks different. Instantly, it's it's a completely different uh, mood. You're to what we're used the to. montage at the start. Just the montage yeah. of the start. Yeah, everybody gets upset over that. Oh, yeah, but oh my God. It just, I remember turning and looking at Magda and just, I mean, it's nine and a half minutes in. Already I'm in bits. And then it's great. It goes comedic, but we get rem- we get reminded of um, the sadness that it affect- that affected the-, the lead character. And it just, it gets you. It's, it's brilliant. It, it upsets you in a beautiful, realistic way. And it's really unexpected in an animated or film. Oh my God, you've really trumped me here. That, yeah. was, that was one that I didn't have on my list. And actually, now that you say it, of course. You're ashamed. That, yeah, that, that montage is very upsetting. Well, yeah. it's it's realistic and it's like, uh, it's probably the best 10 minutes of an animated film I've ever seen. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. All right, that's a very good one. I have to say, I'm a bit jealous now. <laughs> 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 All right, my, my one then. So we have, up is on the list. Yay, folks. So number two on the list will be from my list. And I have, you're probably going to give out to me about this one, but I just remember crying when it happened. Okay. Armageddon. When oh, Bruce, you're one of those ones. Okay. When Bruce Willis, when Bruce Willis <laughs> sacrificed his life. Yeah. And he got, and he kicked, he kicked, who was your actor? I, oh, that's um, Ben Affleck. Well, oh yeah, it was Ben Affleck when he pushed Ben Affleck out, and he was taking the space, and look after his daughter, and oh my god, yeah, I don't, it just when I was thinking of the cry, that was the first one that came to me head for some reason. Wow, I, I, those other ones that came to me on the list, and it's like ah, oh, no, they're much better. But I just had to say Armageddon because, uh, so it wasn't on your list. No, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Dad. It's that call over, is it? But I tell you, that makes people sad. I want, all right, so we go with number three. So that's from your corner. So what's number three in your list, Steve? Brokeback Mountain. Oh, feck off. Yeah, what? Well, I've never seen it, so. Ah, oh, Dan, get your shit together, filmmaker. Uh, no, I tell you why, right? I didn't think I... of a sad film. I don't know. They're trying to like they're they're in two relationships and they they obviously. Yeah, no, but like it's 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 not. It doesn't start off as sad. It it, it just builds, and then when it gets there, it really gets there hard. But why it got me, and you haven't seen it, and I've been telling you for over a decade, watch it. I know, I should. I, I actually won it on a prize before, and I never never, uh, bought it. Uh, it. I don't know why. You should Anne, be ashamed. Anne, sure, Anne Lee won the Oscar and all for it, didn't she? Uh, did he? Yes, but the film didn't, and it should have. It well should have. But look, all that to one side. Hmm. The story is just really, really good. The short story that it's based on is a great little short story. Mm. It, it doesn't matter about any of the other elements that some people will be like, oh, this, that, and the other. I don't care what it's about. I think their story is really beautiful. What they have to deal with, it makes you imagine what uh, what it could be like to live in the world and mm. deal with this uh, disrespect that homosexual people have to suffer. And, mm. and you know, people who are just different. But you think about it back in the States, in the South, at that time. Yeah, of course, yeah. What do they have to put up with? And then, okay, you haven't seen it. Maybe some listeners haven't. So I'm not going to say a word. But no, all I'm going to say is, at the very end of that film, there's a scene. And one of the lead characters, he just holds an item that belongs, uh, that has meaning 
to them. And oh my God. I was going to say I, an innuendo there when you said holes and I don't. Now shut up, you, you dirty <laughs> shithead. It's, um, it's brilliant. Okay. Just that the the film. I promise you. I promise you. By next week, I'll watch it. Okay. Oh, okay then. I will be checking in with you within the next seven days. Okay. Okay. Great. All right. I'm gonna go for number four on my list. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, so sorry, number four on our combined list is it's number two on my list. Obviously, it's Marley and Me. Oh. Now because I know going into Marley and Me, I knew the dog was gonna die. Like yeah. obviously, not everybody's gonna. But I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, any dogs that like get injured or die in films or TV shows, I just can't handle it. There's oh, actually, same. There's an episode of Futurama, and it's like a cartoon. But the dog basically is uh, Fry is with this dog back in the when in the nineties before he gets frozen, and then when he gets frozen, the dog waits for him, but obviously he never comes back, and the dog sits outside uh, at some building waiting for Fry to come back, and it just they do this montage of. The yeah. dog basically going day after day, day after day, just staying there waiting for the dog to come home, and yeah. nothing happens, and the dog like passes away, and it's just oh, it's like um, I can't even bring myself to watch that Richard Gere film. Well, okay, can I stop you? Yeah, okay, that's my number three. <laughs> 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 All right, go. So that's number go go. So number uh, hat, number five on our list is Hatchy, a dog's tail. <laughs> With Richard Gere about this classic story from Japan about this beautiful dog, Hachi, who had such a great relationship with his owner. When he passed, he spent the rest of his life uh, not being at home, but going back to the their unique location. Yeah, that sounds like the episode of fucking Futurama, actually. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you now, here's the thing about me. Magda told me, if you can imagine this, this is one of the first films we watch when we start going out. Mm. I'll never forget this. I'm sitting at home. She's like, this film is really nice. It's about a beautiful dog that has Richard Gere. I was like, sold. I love dogs and I love a bit of the rich. <laughs> I'm sitting there watching this and I absolutely adored it. And then next thing you know, there's a massive twist I knew nothing about. Towards the end of this film, I'm trying to hold it in because it's like early daytime. Let's keep this man it up, man. Steve, come on. And I look at her and both of us are kind of looking at the other. And then it just like I'm trying to hold in the tears. The tears are slipping out. She's crying when each other notices the other. We just hold each other and ball it out for about 10 minutes. <laughs> it's oh, it's a beautiful film. I can't I totally I could never watch it. it. I could never watch it. Oh, man, you should. It's brilliant. No, it would traumatize me. Anything that happens with dogs and films, I'm like devastated. Uh, so, okay. So, we that's, that's five so far. We're doing well. Mm. So, number six on our combined list, and it's number three on my list then, is My Girl. Oh, another one that, well, I, I, I was considering, but yeah, yeah. Go on, tell me the story. Well, everybody probably seen My Girl by now, but basically when... When she realizes that Macaulay Culkin's character has been stung by a bunch of bees and he's dead, it's, it's pretty devastating. And she's like, "Why is he not coming? Why is he not around?" Like, and, and she's like screaming to her father and everybody in the room at the time of like, "It's just not fair." And like to, for a child's mind to understand about death, yeah, it's pretty traumatic. Like, because obviously you, you you don't you can't comprehend that stuff, yeah, until a later age. Like, and as well as that, it's it's such a happy, enjoyable period, like cool, what is it, 50s, 60s, 
and just the whole journey is great and then it just gets very very serious i know yeah 100%. but but deals with it in a really good way yeah exactly yeah I like yeah that is a good call oh okay that's great so we're now that's six now so we're going to number seven on our list okay go ahead steve the lion king oh another cartoon yeah, I, I love cartoons. Like no, them. and I'll tell you why. I actually have a list of seven because you told me about what if we... It will, uh, yeah, match up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and the reason why Lion King was there and I, it, there was a bit of a battle is in do you go into top five or not on mm. my end? Mm. But I have to put it in. I'll never forget. I'm sitting in the cinema. I'm watching a, a great yeah. animated film. Everybody knows about the music, let alone you've probably seen it. Wow, wow, wow. And then I can't remember the father's name now, but he is fighting to protect his son against this villain. And then woof, he gets thrown down and you're just like, what? <laughs> yeah. It is. Still... Pretty sad. Yeah, do you know what really gets me in that one as well is when he realizes his dad is dead in the middle. Yeah. Oh, it's very the whole, like the whole yeah. thing of. Just we're starting off, and oh, here's um, who did the voice of the villain again? He's a great English actor, uh, Jeremy Irons. Thank, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeremy Irons. Like, oh, here you go, dickhead again. I'll get him away. Yeah. Oh, no, it turns into a major battle. And now, father has been flung down. Poor boy, like the whole scene of the father holding yeah. on for his life drops down. Boy goes down, finds his dad is, is dead. And oh, my god, what, what was it, Jeremy Irons? Yeah, or yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it was grand. I thought I was getting confused with somebody else. I know, it's pretty sad. Uh, that's a good one, I like that. I didn't think of Lion King, actually. All right, so number eight on our combined list, and number four on my list. Um, You're going to be probably a bit shocked, though. Well, it's Manchester by the Sea. Oh, bastard! That was in my list! <laughs> oh, I love it! I love it! Oh, we finally matched. We finally matched on number eight. Okay, I so. did not expect you to have that there. Oh man, talk. Tell me why. What, what do you mean why? The whole premise of Manchester by the Sea is just devastating. Yeah. Like, when, but, you, when you realize it, what, yeah. What? Like, I, I, actually, I don't know if I want to spoil it because. No, if don't. If people haven't seen Manchester by the Sea, watch it. Casey yeah. Affleck is superb in it. I think superb. He probably should have got it. I think he did. He win? He did, and he, he did well win. deserved it. Yeah, he did win. And, and um, th- you're right about not talking about it. It's a brilliant film. Mm. Just go in blind. Yeah, it's 100%. about a guy who just, he's a bit weird and he gets called home and it's like, why is he so moody? I actually watched it on a plane and I say the people around me were like, what is wrong with that man? I was oh, like, oh my God. That's a heavy, heavy one on a plane. I know. But, um, oh. oh, totally agree, man. It's a brilliant film. I actually only rewatched that recently. I had the Blu-ray sitting there for about two and a half years. And you- it was a, it was a perfect moment to kind of go, let's go and rewatch. Yeah. Oh, it's still brilliant. Well, Full fight. I don't know five. about it for ages. You're not sure why, why he's like this, like for yeah, ages. Yeah, I know. So. Just the whole, and it, I think it's also one of those few films that it's about, what, two hour 20. And it's, yeah, it's, a lo- it's a long enough, but it goes fast. It goes fast, yeah, but yeah. it doesn't, it, it's not a rushed fast. It just has this steady, calm pace. And okay. before you know it, you're at the end. It's odd. It's brilliant. And the guy, I'm not sure his name. But the guy who plays his um, nephew, mm. he is brilliant as well. In it. Yeah, he's great. He's actually, yeah, he's in something else now recently I've watched. Can't think of it now. Anyway, 
But all right, so we only got two left, and I took one of your honorable mentions, or I took one off your list. I'm sure. Okay, so I have you to might name... have to use one of your honorable mentions. So oh yes, number so... nine on our combined list. Go ahead, Steve. Okay, I got to pick now, because uh, you've taken that, so that means I'm between A or B. Oh, oh man. Okay, look, I got to give it to Schindler's List. Ooh, another one that I didn't think of actually, but yeah. Okay, yeah. go ahead. And okay, so look, I I have to apologize, and I won't say what the others are in there because I know they're strong. You might say one of them. The reason why I got to give it to Schindler, it's a really well-made film about a very hard subject that you know the world knows about. Um, I think it's a as someone who has not lived at this time, as most of the listeners are, or you know, you and I, mm. it's it's a great film to just view as uh, what the, 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 the Jewish people amongst others had to deal with at this time. Yeah. To see someone's character change, and I know that that man's story is altered a little bit, but put all that to one side. It's a hard watch. As you're watching it, you get into it. There's strong things to be dealing with. You start to get behind this character. You feel a bit of something for it. But that scene at the end... When we have finally gone through everything and he is debating, not debating, but he's mm. he's struggling with what else could I have done to save one more life? I know. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, you start to just remember and feel all the documentaries that you might have watched and mixed did with you, any. Did you ever sorry. see the clip? Sorry, no, go ahead. But did you ever see the clip of the real Schindler? Yeah. In the cinema watching. I yeah. don't know if he's watching the film, but everybody's in the audience that were survivors that he basically helped at one stage or relatives of survivors. And yeah. and it's just oh wow it just it really gets you grabs you and I I I remember the first time I watched it when I was a teen and I it it would still get me and then you add that to we go and we are introduced to real people mm. that we may have seen in the film or just people that were part of that group and you're like wow I just you feel something for them and yeah, yeah it's it's. That, and actually, it's it's funny you say Schindler's List because I did, I wanted to let you talk there a little bit. Yeah. My last one is kind of in that tone. I'm gonna okay. say it to you. It's number ten on our combined list. It's the final one. Yeah. The boy in the striped pajamas. Oh, good one. And like it's on the same tone, obviously. It's during all those awful times, but obviously, it's a German yeah. boy who befriends a Jewish kid in the country camp and mm. you don't really need to know what happens but basically well I don't mind giving you a spoiler for this because I think people know already but the boy gets confused to be in and he gets wants to play with his friend who's yeah. in the concentration camp and then he gets mistaken as a Jewish boy and oh it's awful what got the, what, it's awful what those what literally happened like in the modern day if you know what I mean like yeah like oh but that that poor kid's face when he realizes what's happening and he's so terrified and there's adults around him surrounding crying their eyes out everybody has some shaved heads because oh mm. and they're in that chamber oh my god i kind of it's a traumatic scene and it, it's haunted me for many years yeah and it's made me cry yeah. so there you go that's you combined go. 10 that's our combined 10 films that made us cry <laughs> do you mind if i ask uh, you had a few back uppers did you yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna give two of my honorable mentions okay okay I'll let you give two of your honorable mentions i wonder now where this is gonna go 
Uh, well, I had, um, you know, I had room. You know what? To my shame, I've never watched it. Oh, man. I know, I'm man. Really getting room, 100%. Yeah. Lenny yeah. Abrams. Oh, it's really good. Um, I had Pursuit of Happiness because... Oh, yeah. Understood. Yeah, there's a, there's a bit in that, like, when Will Smith is like... Even when he cries at the end, when he's actually got mm. the job and all that type of thing. But even these little moments where it's son, there's all these like heartbreaking moments. Like, yeah, and it feels uh, it, it feels real. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um. So, and then I had a few orders. I'll just go through them real quick. But it's like the Green Mile, obviously Forrest Gump. Yeah, yeah. Uh, stuff like that. But anyway, they're honorable mentions. I'll let you say a few honorable mentions before I let you go. All right. Well, look, I I have two. So one that is a full proper one, and it, there was a battle here. Is it going to get in the top five or not? Philadelphia. Oh, I've never seen it either. You know oh, that? man. Philadelphia mm. is one of the best films, in my opinion, ever made. Okay. Um, and it's, it's, it's brilliant when you think of Tom Hanks. Uh, it's one of when, my best films ever made, but it's not in the top five. <laughs> yeah, no, but I'm but it's, yeah, but if you're asking me yeah. for like the full on cry, the reason why that was there, you probably that's didn't like, cry much in that, did you? No, well, I did, but also I had to think about Hatchy and open. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm sorry, Philadelphia, but maybe I have to go with the others because what if we end up, you know, having a rival? If I get in there first, you won't be able to slip one in. So <laughs> I had to go to the the honorable mentions, but yeah. basically. Again, it's based on a true story. It's based about, you know, struggle of AIDS and dis, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, just, you know, HIV. treating, yeah, no, tre- HIV, uh, but treating people disrespectfully and terribly because, you know, human beings can be absolute AHs or yeah, misunderstanding yeah. of something can lead to people just being horrible. Yeah, and then you realize this is a, a true story that this poor man suffered. Mm. Yeah, I just that, know that when good. you look at it, Hanks, yeah. Hanks is brilliant, and it's right along with uh, what he wins this. The next year he goes and he wins Forrest. Forrest Gump. Yeah, yeah. You're and like, I, well, and then he got nominated the year after as well. Yeah, and then you think about Denzel, early yeah. Denzel days. Denzel is brilliant in it yeah. as he always is, but that film. It has a few scenes in it that just have so much, um, like true heart in them. Okay. There's one as simple as he's at home alone listening to a a, a, a vinyl that he loves, I think, mm. and it's classical music, and he, you see how the music affects him, and it, you just feel like you're with him. Very good, and it, it just makes you think about the real man and yeah brilliant and then the uh, other, last one. Yeah, go ahead. My, uh, okay right this is how strong this one got me because it's only for a little moment in the film and that is Toy Story 2 <laughs> what? Toy Story what 2 what little Bo Peep's backstory of oh who she God. is and how she got here yeah, yeah. when you hear about this beautiful uh, Teddy's yeah. journey and she was loved as well and then she was lost and then they forgot about her oh, yeah. oh my god by the end of that montage <laughs> it had me in bits was it Little Bo Peep or was it the other girl was uh, it Woody's not... Woody's girl uh, Jessie was it oh which one is Little Bo Peep the the, the female cowgirl no, Jesse is the female goat. Sorry, what, yeah. yeah, Jesse, Jesse. Jesse, yeah. Jesse's backstory is brilliant. I'm actually watching Toy Stories now. I'm trying to get Miles into them. 
And he's, oh. a, he's only nine months, but obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Get in there early. I love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean. All right. Well, that was one of the best sequels ever. And just, oh, gets you going. Fair play to you. Now, I usually do this in 10 minutes. We went double that. 22 minutes. But fair play to you. Oh, my God. Did we? Yeah, 22 minutes. That went oh, quick. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. That would be silly. I really enjoyed it. That was a good idea. I think that's. I think we're going to do that more often. Okay. It's fun, isn't it? Oh, man. Talking about film. I'll do it all day. Exactly. You're a good man. All right, give us one more accent before we go. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, I'll do Scottish, you know what I mean? I love it. I've got Scottish in my name, hence the McLaren name, and there'd be no bothering me talking to you like that all day if you'd accept it. Actually, maybe next time I could go accent if that's all right. <laughs> Would you appreciate that, man? Oh, that's fucking brilliant. I love it. Don't forget, I know where you live, man, so you better let me do it. Oh, good, man. Perfect. Right. As always, thanks for being with me. Much appreciated. All right, right back at you, pal. <laughs> I'll catch you on the next side, brother. All right, get, get some iron yeah, brew. All bro. right, will do. Ciao, ciao. Cheers, Stevie. Bye bye. So, that was a new segment I was trying out Dan's Top 10 with Friends. I really did enjoy that, actually. I think that's going to be a regular segment. So, if any friends want to come on to do a Top 10 with me, let me know. Um, I'll be hounding a few people over the next while or two. And if there's any top 10s that you think I should do, send them in. Because I'm running, well not running out, there's, a, there's countless top 10s I'll do, to be honest. So I'm not going to say them all now because I don't want to, to keep guessing. But it, there's no harm sending them in if you have any ideas. Um, So great, I hope you've enjoyed that. I really enjoyed it. Um, Steve is always fun to talk to and we have a great chemistry i think when we're talking about films we bounce off each other well um well i bounce off well with a lot of people probably toot my own horn a bit too much there but um a lot of people i think may enjoy my company even if it's only audio and it's over the phone um hopefully we'll get to be doing i'll do the podcast with people live in person touching them well not touching them obviously <laughs> with all the rules but um being in close contact with them or close proximity with them <laughs> maybe not close contacts because you can't have any too many close contacts as you know but um i hope you enjoyed this episode i really did enjoy it a lot of good content i think a lot of good um, lots of good films that we talked about there that you should go and watch a lot of stuff that me and Grainne chatted about that you could maybe um, try in your own life. So try some the nutrition values that Grainne spoke of. Or um, again, you can get in touch and let me know if you want me to ask any specific questions to Grainne. And hopefully, I'll hound her again to come on, as I said. And yeah, so I enjoyed this week. I hope you guys did too. And I'll see you all next week. I'm not going to keep the outro too long. I can still never get the the right outro. I'm always rambling on too much. Um, but I'm coming up to eps- 10 episodes. I have... People said I should... They enjoyed the fact that I said the last week that I was going to have Grania on. And then so next week, I don't want to say too much of who I'm going to have on. Because it's still up in the air. I have a few people, a few people in the works. Um, I have somebody from the stunts department on TV and film. I have somebody who uh, is a, another 
kind of like a YouTube sensation type of person. And then I have all of the key prompts and those five people I'm going to have on. I'm going to have them on. I might just have my mates on again if I <laughs> if I just want to. I can have anybody in the world on. If you have anybody who you think would be a good guest for Let's Get Dangerous, let me know. Um, oh, I'll have a journalist on. I went to college with him. Um, a good friend of mine, he's in New York at the moment. I spoke about him in like episode one, Colin Flynn. Um, so we had to get the right time and down on that. But I can't wait to talk to him. He's in New York and he's he's doing lots of great content out there. Um, and he is a great man to talk to. And he's a good friend. So I can't wait to have him on. Um, so, and the stuntman I've talked about, John Jonathan East. Um, and then the YouTube sensation I talked about is Paul, the Irish Jesus. Um, so there you go. I called them all out. So if they're all listening to this episode, they all have to come on eventually. <laughs> Colin Flynn, Jonathan East, Irish Jesus. They're the ones I have in the pipeline at the moment. But I'm going to have more people on and um, other people on. I'll have lots of people on. There's countless amount of people I'd love to have on or I'm going to have on. If you're listening to this podcast and I haven't reached out to you yet, don't worry. I still might be reaching out to you. I have a message primed to send to you and hounding you to come on Let's Get Dangerous. And also, if you're interested in coming on Let's Get Dangerous, just get in touch. Let me know. Say, I want to be on Let's Get Dangerous. Why have you not had me on? And I get in touch. So, that was episode eight. I think I'm going to call it like what Grania said there. <laughs> well, if you're listening to this already, you've know the name of the episode. I think it's going to be if it's deep fried, just forget about it. Or if it's deep fried, forget about it. As Grania said. But um, I love deep fried stuff, in fairness. I think a lot of people do. So, that's uh, the end of episode 8. I know I always say I can't, I can never end the episode. I always have to keep rambling. I'm not going to ramble anymore. This is it. This is the end of episode 8. Look after each other. Look after yourself. Love life and live life.